Welcome to Horsepower to Hyperloops, Kettering University's official podcast, where we serve up a smorgasbord of fascinating people, groundbreaking ideas, and noteworthy advancements in fields as diverse as mobility, healthcare, engineering, and technology. You take a group of students, you put them in a classroom with professionals in the engineering field that are mentoring their teams, they're doing hands-on projects, they're working as teams, they're problem solving, they're innovating. That transitions really well to Kettering because when you come here, you're doing the same thing in the classroom. And then when they go out with their co-op partners to work their full-time partnership co-op terms, they're doing the same thing. They're working on real-world problems, they're working alongside professionals in the field, and they're getting their hands on those projects. Okay, today we're with Kim Shoemaker, Robotics Outreach Manager for Kettering University. Kim, thank you for coming. Welcome to Horsepower to Hyperloops. Tell me a little bit about your position just briefly and how you got involved with Kettering, which I know was through your sons. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Kettering University came on to our radar in about 2006. My oldest son was In his senior year, late in 2006, in looking toward what's next, he had always dreamt of Big Ten schools, and so he had explored and toured multiple of them over that summer between his junior and senior year. But then one day on the bus, one of his friends who was already ahead of looking at schools, he had identified Kettering University as the college that he was going to attend. And so my son asked a lot of questions, and I remember he came home one day off the bus, and he said, you know, there's a school that lets you work and get job experience while you're going to college. And he said, I think I'd like to go look at that. Well, it turned out, you know, it was about 45 minutes away from us, so we made the tour appointment and came up here and toured, and it was just amazing, almost too good to be true, right? I remember thinking as a parent, okay, I wonder if all this actually works out the way they say it does. And then my son had a hard decision to make. He got great scholarships from all the schools, and he was really struggling with, well, I'm going to miss my Big Ten football if I don't go to a Big Ten school. And I remember he came to me one day, Tim, and he said, why don't you tell me which one you think I should go to? And I said, I'm not going to do that because it's not my college experience and it's not my future career. This is a decision that you have to make out. But what I will tell you is decide what your goals are. If your goal for going to college is to have the vast college experience, the Big Ten football, and get a degree, that is a super fine goal. If your goal is I really want to hone in on being the best prepared I can for my future career, that's a super goal as well. That question, when you answer it, will make your decision for you. And so a couple days later, he came back and he said, I'm going to Kettering. And I said, tell me why. And he said, all of the engineering programs that I looked at were great, but nobody offered a guaranteed two and a half years of work experience. And I want to be the best engineer that I can. So he made his decision on that 
too bad they don't have the t-shirt back then. They have it now, but it's Kettering football undefeated. <laughs> that would have been perfect to get him back in 2007. But, you know, he came, he really never looked back. The experience was just incredibly amazing, so much so that he has three siblings. They all sought a university with a co-op program. Two of them were engineering, and they also came to Kettering. Your older son went to Kettering, loved it, and your two sons, and the the co-op was terrific, and your two sons, the next two, followed him. Yes. After my oldest son, there's a set of twins, and one of the twins came to Kettering. The other twin actually was not pursuing engineering. He was pursuing zoology and wildlife biology. But having heard of the wonderful experience that my oldest son had with the co-op experience, he actually sought out another private school that would give him hands-on work experience with animals. And he did find that. And then his twin brother came to Kettering and also had a wonderful experience. I would say by the time we get to son number four, he did not look at any universities other than Kettering. And I remember saying to him, I would like for you to look at a large school, a private school, a public school. Let's just go out. And he said, Mom, I already know that Kettering is the best for engineering. I already know that I'm going to get work experience. Why should I look anywhere else? So at that point, you step back a parent and say, okay, he's been paying attention all along. And he's graduated and they're all succeeding really well. And the co-op experience, to me, was really for them stepping aside from the mainstream idea of what college looks like, taking a risk and doing something innovative, and it paid off for all four of them. That's terrific. And from a robotic side, you said your older one was not involved in high school, but the other two that came to Kettering were involved in robotics before college. Correct. The robotics experience When my second son that attended to Kettering came home from high school and said, hey, I'm going to join the robotics club, we had just moved to that high school. To be quite frank, I had not heard of it. So I wasn't really sure what to expect from all of that, so much so that I kind of really wasn't involved with it. My husband was going as an engineer. He was helping mentor the team. I didn't get involved until I went to the first competition, and I could not believe what these students were capable of. You talk about taking a game design concept and you have to design, CAD, build, fabricate, program, wire, 120 pound robot to meet a game challenge. And then you add other layers of that where they're talking to judges, they're doing presentations, they're gaining sponsorships from corporate partners. The skills that these students come out of the program with is just incredible. And so you became very involved with their robotics in high school. Am I correct? Yeah. So I started out as the first year that they were involved, they made it to the world championship. And our leaders at the time happened to be out of town on vacation. So my first real project was getting the travel arrangements and hotels and funding set up for that. Turned out I was pretty good at getting the funding. So the next year I worked on attaining sponsorships for the team and developing those corporate partnerships. And from there, it became working with students on awards that they would be meeting with judges for and doing presentations. And eventually the main leaders of the team retired from us. 
And that put me in the lead role of administration for the team. So I went from not being sure about it to knowing way more about it than I ever dreamed possible. And one of the things that they say in robotics is, you know, the impact that it has on students. And they want the students to go out and have an impact on their communities. Well, I can tell you as a parent and a mentor, it also has an impact on us as adults. And that's really what led me to Kettering. Well, so now in 2000, I think you said 19, a couple of years ago, Bob Nichols, who's head of the robotics program at Kettering, and you got to talking. How did that conversation begin and under what circumstances? And tell me what it led to. Yeah, so I had decided after 32 years of working as a dental hygienist, I really lost interest. Physically, it's hard on your neck and back. I was kind of suffering some physical issues with that. And I I just decided to retire from dentistry. Then I thought, well, I have all this free time on my hands. So I volunteered to judge at one of the Kettering competitions. And while I was there, I ran into Bob Nichols and I had known him from my students, my particular children, interacting with him through scholarship applications and Kettering tours and robotics in general. He asked what I was doing. I told him nothing. And the next thing you know, I'm meeting with him, oh, maybe two weeks later to talk about working at Kettering. And he highlighted your, obviously, your robotics background and your administrative background, and you were on the school board, correct? Yeah, I served on two public school boards, did uh, several terms with that. And he just felt like the robotics experience, the knowledge I had of Kettering from the parent side, and the school board experience really helped me education-wise, that it was a really great fit to join the university. So my first day on the job was at the Detroit World Championships in 2019, and I Dove in head first. Well, now tell me, back me up here a little bit. Tell me, for those who don't know, describe the now 30-year-old robotics program at Kettering that you were coming in to help with and that Bob Nichols asked you to join. Yeah, Bob has spent a lot of time, along with you know professors like Doc K, we have eight teams in-house that build out of the Kettering facility. And these are high school teams, correct? Correct. High school teams on the college campus building their robots. So they have a really an amazing opportunity with state-of-the-art equipment and facilities. So the program was very well developed from that aspect. The role that I played was something new for Kettering would be a position specifically focused on recruiting robotic students. So my title is the Robotics Outreach Manager. And the goal for my position really is to build relationships with mentors and with teams to identify those students on those teams who might be a great fit for Kettering, pursuing degrees that we offer. Getting them in contact with Kettering, having touch points with us, experiences with us, And then in the first center, we are running summer camps. And so I also work with camps in the summertime to help equip students and teams. So let me get this straight and tell me if I'm correct in phrasing it this way, that Kettering had the robotics center for a long time. And that was a feeder for area high school kids and even younger middle school who were on teams and be involved, come to campus, build robots, engage in competitions at Kettering and elsewhere. And a lot of those kids would obviously become intrigued with Kettering and move forward. But with you, they said, let's go out 
to kids who are not in the area and make other kids from Seattle to Miami, from San Diego to Portland, Maine, aware of this opportunity at Kettering and reach out. Is that correct? Yeah, that's 100% correct. The pandemic brought a new challenge as far as my ability to meet with teams in Michigan. However, it really expanded the opportunities that I had to meet with students from out of state. So just an example, through the center, we run a summer student leadership camp. And last year, we had to go fully virtual. So two summers ago, we had one camp on campus. Last year, we had three virtual camps. This year, we're having six. The beautiful thing about that was I was able to interact with students from California, Arizona, Tennessee, Mississippi, Pennsylvania, New York, and they're able to interact with one another. So now all of a sudden, you're expanding their world as well, and they're getting yet another experience to work with students like them from other states. We have really gained great recognition by hosting portions of the World Championship in Detroit. And many students that I come across have seen us at the World Championship, but they still don't know a lot about Kettering. So they know the name, but they don't know the story behind it. And so my job is really to help them understand the amazing opportunity that they have at Kettering. Robotics students are a perfect fit for us. You take a group of students, you put them in a classroom with professionals in the engineering field that are mentoring their teams. They're doing hands-on projects. They're working as teams. There's problem solving. They're innovating. That transitions really well to Kettering because when you come here, you're doing the same thing in the classroom. And then when they go out with their co-op partners to work their full-time partnership co-op terms, they're doing the same thing. They're working on real-world problems. They're working alongside professionals in the field, and they're getting their hands on those projects. And when they graduate, you're looking at a student who is so far ahead of their peers. And there's also the time pressure. I mean, the Kettering terms squeeze what are traditionally much longer periods of time into 11 weeks. And so the pressure to build a machine and work as a team and get it ready for a competition in a few weeks, five or six weeks typically, translates as well both to Kettering Academia and I'm sure to co-ops where they have real-world deadlines that they have to meet. Yeah, you're right. When you take a student who spends all day in the classroom and then either right after school or maybe a couple of hours after school, they return back to that robotics room They've already put in a full day, as have the mentors that are working with them. Now you give them six weeks to design and build and program and wire this robot. There is an incredible amount of pressure. They're often working six days a week to get those robots prepared for competition. That's another great fit for Kettering because we have an accelerated academic program of 11 weeks here. The nice thing is when they're at school, they're doing their academics. When they go to that co-op term, they're solely working full-time. So they're not having to do both at the same time, but they're at least prepared for the speed that that goes and just the soft skills that they're gaining, right? How do I behave in a professional environment? How do I speak to an engineer who might be supervising me on a project? How do I ask the questions? How do I think through critically 
before I go ask questions? What have I done to figure this out on my own? And all those skills, they learn and practice in the robotics competition framework. We're speaking with Kim Shoemaker, Robotics Outreach Manager from Kettering. You are going out and speaking, Kim, to students. You just got back, what did you say last week, from South Carolina? So what you're telling students is if you're in robotics in one of these programs, you are very uh, valuable. You are well-prepared for Kettering, assuming your grades and everything else. And you are very attractive to our co-op partners, and you want to go out and get them. And what you're telling people perhaps who are maybe further down in the process, maybe eighth, ninth, 10th grade, if you want to get ready for a place like Kettering, for engineering, for college, for life, robotics is a, these robotics programs are great opportunities. Is that correct? Yes. You know, one of the things that I've encountered with this pandemic is teams that I've traditionally been able to get in contact with, a lot of them have taken a year off Several of them have just disbanded. Some of them have found other outlets to try to stay involved. I keep encouraging the students, I know this is hard, but stick with it. Because what you're doing during the pandemic is you're learning yet another way to accomplish the same goals. So your skill set is expanding even further in ways that we wouldn't have done in the past. One of the things I like to tell the students is, If you're involved in robotics and you look around your high school, you will find that you are ahead of your peers. If you come to Kettering, we pick up right where that program left off because our education is so similar. You stay ahead of your peers. At Kettering, you graduate with up to two and a half years of work experience. I try to explain to them, and often I'll use one of the mentors in the room, I'll, you know, ask Mr. Noonan if he has a job posting available in his company is there a job experience requirement? And typically that adult will say two to three years. So then I relate that to the students and say, okay, if you go to university XYZ and you never get to actually do the engineering until you've earned that degree, you go out with zero work experience in your field. But at Kettering, we start letting you practice being an engineer your freshman year. And you walk that all the way out until graduation, and then you have that up to two and a half years of work experience. That is extremely valuable to companies that are looking to hire you. And it's not really practice. It's real stuff. I mean, you go and you – I've talked to a number of people, and they are graduating from high school, and maybe they're starting their job, their co-op, right off the bat in the summer, and they are – boom, they are in the workforce, and yet they are understood to be students and people bring them along as it is. Tell me a little bit, I know that the program is changing and expanding. Tell me a little bit about the robotics universe that is involved with FIRST and other programs, REC and so on, and how you are expanding at Kettering. Yeah, I would say there are multiple robotics programs out there, and they all kind of have their own goals and what they're striving for. They meet different financial needs, different needs of schools, what resources may or may not be available. First Robotics is a very well-known program. Vex Robotics Competition is another well-known program. They actually operate under the REC Foundation as their competition organization. 
there's national robotics competition. We actually had a winner from Mexico who was involved in a world robotics competition. And then there was another winner from Dominican Republic. So robotics is worldwide available to high school students. And in some cases like VEX, they actually have a university level competition. We happen to have a VEX university team here at Kettering. Then there's BattleBots, which, you know, obviously is not a high school program, but it is a collegiate level program. And Kettering started its BattleBots team last year. So hopefully in the future, you'll see us on the televised show and you can watch for Mad Dog. Even with FIRST and VEX, a lot of times those student alumni from those programs will come back and mentor their teams or they're volunteer in roles at the events. So it's something that once they get involved, it kind of becomes a family, which I think is really serves Kettering well in that regard. 42% of our incoming freshmen for 2021 hailed from robotics. We average anywhere from 25 to 33% across freshmen to senior year at Kettering will, will hail from robotics as well. I think it speaks to the love of a smaller university and teamwork and hands-on environment that we provide, it just matches really well with what they're doing in their programs in their high schools. So this is not some little fraction of nerdy robotic kids over here. This is a tremendous percentage of the student body. What was that number again? 25 to 33? Yes. But our freshman class this year was 42%. I think that's probably the largest that we've had had been involved in robotics in high school before getting there. Yes. We're very generous, too, here with robotic scholarships. We offer those each year. In 2020, we awarded 87 robotic scholarships, totaling $1.9 million. Applications were down this year for the robotic scholarship, I think, just because so many teams just aren't meeting. So we had 72 scholarships for a total of $1.6 million for 2021. For those 20th century GMI, EMI, and GMI grads, the first robotics center is in the old gym down in the lowest depths of the old academic building. But now you're telling me there's an expansion going on, correct? Yeah, we're pretty excited. We had a professor that retired from teaching, but we hired him (laughs) in the robotics center. He is now going to be teaching multiple of our camps. So we're super excited about that because he brings a wealth of experience. He loves students. He is fun. So we're excited to see what he's doing with those programs. But in any case, he doesn't need his classroom. Classroom happens to be attached to our wing. So we have confiscated that space and we are currently planning renovations to create a VEX specific zone. So we will have the full VRC field and their IQ field in there, as well as tables for VEX camps, because we've been holding VEX camps for several years now, but we're going to expand on that as well. And my dream is that we can have uh, four to six high school VEX teams in their building, and then they would have access to our machine shop and our design lab and our 3D printers, just like our first students do. Sounds like eminent domain from the robotics area. (laughs) We are claiming this area for robotics. Now, the VEX University program is somewhat new. I mean, we didn't have a Kettering University team until recently, did we? 
They've been around for several years. We're looking at, we actually have given them a new build space. They will share a space with our BattleBots team, but they kind of operate separately from one another. However, we do find that a lot of our robotics students dabble in both. We're just uh, really looking to expand the type of robotics students that come to Kettering. They all, regardless of what program they're in, they're all gaining unique skills and experiences. And so we place value on all of them. And part of my recruiting efforts are heading in that direction to see what else can we bring to Kettering that we can provide college students once they get here, because quite often they don't want to walk away from their robotics family since their high school level. We have ways to get them involved here and mentoring the teams that we host on campus is a great way that we can connect them and let them still feel that community. Now, are there any pictures or videos on the Kettering website of the competitions that go on in the athletic center? You know, most of the videos that I find of the actual competitions on campus are on YouTube. Good, because that's something people should take a look at because that gym is massive, as we all know. And when you get hundreds and hundreds of screaming kids and team members and parents and families in there, it makes a basketball game look tame. It's really something to see. And I envision a future where Kettering has its own robotics competition center. Aside from our build facility, I would love to see us developing an actual competition center that's working year round because then we can host competitions from grade school through high school. And you just have the opportunity to expose children to a collegiate option at a much younger level. And I really am a strong believer that when you do that, especially at that middle school level, you give them a reason for high school. You give them the ability to plan high school to meet some type of an end goal. When I was in junior high, we all had to take a college career exploration class. And in that, that's where I was exposed to dentistry. And I narrowed that down to dental hygiene. I literally planned my high school course schedule for four years to prepare me for what I knew I would have to have on my transcript to get into a dental program. We can do the same thing with students who have interest in STEM degrees at Kettering. You need to be strong in math. You need to be strong in science. You need to have a couple of science labs. If I can start promoting that to eighth graders per se, now all of a sudden they look at that high school schedule a lot differently. If they're involved in robotics their freshman year of high school, they can also look at that schedule and say, okay, I really like these hands-on engineering experiences. Now we have a conversation with the counselor to say, what engineering pathway do we have in my school that I can start taking those classes? And that just further builds your transcript for admission to Kettering. Do you meet many other, is there anybody else, any other robotics outreach managers from other schools that you're aware of? I have not met any. I will tell you this. I went to a VEX state championship competition two seasons ago. I was the only person in the pits talking to students from colleges. So if we hold a robotics outreach manager convention, we could do that with you having coffee at Starbucks all by yourself. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> I, I would imagine there may be 
some others out there somewhere. I just personally haven't met them. Now, we have another gentleman from Kettering, an alum, Dan Mance, who is very involved in robotics. And tell us a little bit about Dan, because I know you work closely with Dan. Yeah, Dan's a great guy. Of course, you said, you know, he's an alum from Kettering. He has been involved in multiple robotics organizations. So the breadth and depth of knowledge and experience he has with that is amazing. So he's working with the REC Foundation. And the REC Foundation organizationally handles all the VEX competitions. That's the easiest way I can describe it to you. Yeah, he's been here. We've met. We've had multiple virtual meetings, really trying to help strengthen the relationship that we have with them and expand our reach into the VEX world of robotics. You will find that the students, regardless of which organization they're doing robotics with, they have a similar mindset. I find it exciting to think the expansion that we'll have into that realm. I can tell you tonight, we're doing a From Vex Robotics to Kettering University webinar, just doing a lot of unique things with them. Dan's been great to work with. You know, he's made significant contributions to the university. We actually, our industrial engineering courses use Vex products in there. They build robots that the high schoolers would build. And they do their own internal competitions. So you can just see if we're using it in the classroom, you can imagine what these kids come to us from high school having already done it, how skilled they already are. For I always tell them, you know, you should easily be able to get an A in that class. Now, you told me a kind of a, a heartbreaking story about the pandemic. You work with some of the high school teams who work at Kettering. One of them ran smack dab into the pandemic. Tell me about that story. Yeah, you know, our Kettering GMI Alumni Association sponsors teams, and it it can be teams from out of state, in state, it really doesn't matter. So I always try to connect with them, see what they're doing, kind of keep tabs on the team. So I was meeting virtually with a team from New York, and this was right before the March shutdown occurred. They had driven, traveled actually, to a competition location. They set their pit up. They got their robot inspected. They actually went on the practice field and were able to just kind of fine tune a few things. And just as teams were getting ready to start the qualification matches, they came on the loudspeaker and announced that due to COVID, they had to shut the event down and everyone had to go home. You can imagine after spending six weeks working on your robot, you're right on the cusp of putting your robot on the field and you have to go home. These are the kind of things that have really discouraged the robotic students. We've had teams that literally were not allowed to even enter their school to just get their robot to take it home and work on it. Some teams have completely disbanded, so it's been rough on them. But Kettering went back to school this in 2021, and was been in school kind of along, and the robotics, first robotics center started back up again with protocols in February? Yeah, so March was when we first were able to bring students back in. We had teams coming in from the different areas of Michigan, and they were practicing on the field. It felt so nice to hear the sound of the robots and the chatter, and you know, the balls hitting the backboards on the field. It felt so normal. 
but a lot of it also still being done virtually. So even though they're on campus, they're here by themselves as a small group that we were able to let in one at a time and they're filming their performance that they will then submit to the virtual competition. But just coming to campus was so rejuvenating to so many of them. We also came up with our own virtual competitions because we knew that when the events were shut down again for anything in person, I particularly was very concerned that we need to keep these kids engaged because this is something that they're passionate about. But if you talk about two seasons where they can't really do robotics to the way that they're used to, they will find something else to fulfill those passions. And so it was important to me, not just for the sake of Kettering recruiting-wise, but for the sake of the students and the robotics industries that they're a part of to keep them engaged so we don't lose them long-term. So we came up with virtual competitions through Kettering that they could come on virtually. We had judges, we had award ceremonies, we live stream them, anything that we can come up with to keep them engaged. And that's been fun, really, to see them meeting the challenges that we put out there. Well, there's certainly been, amidst all the problems, there's certainly been some opportunities of virtual learning and meeting. You see more people because you don't have to spend all the time traveling. They don't have to travel to you. People get connected, as you said, with people that they wouldn't otherwise. So there's been some benefits. Well, I can see the far future. You're going to oversee the the building of a dedicated competition center somewhere. You're going to expand. You're going to use eminent domain and (laughs) take over parts of the academic building. Well, what's in the near future as we recover from this pandemic? How close are we back to normal? What's it going to take? And what are the initiatives that you have in place or planned as we roll into 2022? Well, we actually had a couple of on-campus competitions that we had planned. We had to reschedule them because Michigan went up over 15%, I think, and we were hoping to do those in April. But we don't cancel. We just reschedule. We are planning, I would say the soonest competition we are planning right now is for September. We're hoping that we can do, normally we do what's called the Kettering Kickoff, and it's an opportunity for a team to play last year's game one more time, and they use it to bring new students from their school. It's kind of a recruitment tool for their team. So we're actually going to run that two days in a row. So instead of one event on a Saturday, we'll have one on Saturday and one on Sunday, which doubles the number of teams that we can allow to actually get on the field and play in person. We're also doing it very uniquely this year. We will have a full field where they can play the 2020 game with the 2020 robot that they built. And then we will have a half field that they can play the 2021 game with the robot that they built for that version. So we're really going hybrid (laughs) with what we're offering. We have a host of summer camps and many of them are virtual this year. So it's a great opportunity if students live out of state, they can jump in and participate in the camps with us without having to travel. And we have um, a drone competition planned for the fall that is through the Rec Foundation. So I'm really looking forward to that. We bought the field and the drones. We're going to run a drone camp to kind of get our feet wet, but I'm excited to have them on camp. And then we're looking at having an all-girls competition. Again, that will be with the VEX entity. So yeah, we've got first events, we've got VEX events, we've got drone events. We're going all out 
And BattleBots. And BattleBots, yes. They are busy building. They submitted their video application to hopefully be on the TV broadcast. haven't heard anything on that yet, so fingers crossed, but they're busy developing their bot. And what about for you? I have this image of you as a baseball scout scouring the country, except that it's robotics. Have you got a, a busy itinerary heading out from Flint to all over points far and wide? Yeah, so I just came back, like we said, from South Carolina. That is actually the first trip that we've been able to travel in 13 months. Our VP of Enrollment Management and Marketing, Kip Darcy, joined me on that trip. It was life-giving, to be honest. We met with companies. We have new co-op partners joining us now from South Carolina, and they're looking for South Carolina students to fill those positions because they have quite the shortage of engineers in their area. The auto industry has exploded down there. So that's been a great way for me to talk with counselors and especially the Project Lead the Way teachers in schools there. I met with 17 robotics teams while I was there, letting them know these companies are looking for you. They're looking to hire you. The caveat is you got to come to Kettering University. So I sold them on, you know, if you do your work term in January, February, and March in South Carolina, then you'll miss our winter. That's a compelling argument, I would imagine. It is. You know, you only have to come to Michigan for six months out of the year. And if you plan it right, you come the right six months of the year. (laughs) But also sharing with them the beauty of the lake that we have here. We do have beautiful weather and we have lots of water. So if you want to be that student who graduates with job offers, our average Kettering grads right now are making about $85,000 a year. And it has to do with the work experience. So it raised a lot of eyebrows. There were a lot of intrigue and questions. So other than that, I'm currently in Michigan still doing virtual visits, and I virtual visit across the country. That keeps me busy. Do you have pockets of the country that you're targeting, Texas or the Bay Area or whatever? Yeah, Texas, South Carolina. Of course, we hit our bordering states, Indiana and Ohio. Those are big areas for us. We also target New York and California, but really, you know, we're seeing students coming in from Pennsylvania this coming year, and we actually have a South Carolina student coming. So to me, it's, I don't care what state they come from. I guess what's motivational for me is I love, I have always loved working with high school students. I love helping them make their dreams come true. I love opening their eyes to possibilities. I think one of the biggest things that we find with high school students is they often feel Like adults don't respect them and don't understand what they're capable of. Well, at Kettering, I can tell you that is not the case. We understand what you're capable of. Our co-op partners understand what you're capable of. So if you're looking for a university that's going to propel you into your future career, we are the place to come. So the message is calling all robotic students. And if you're young and you're not a robotic student, think about it. It's a great path. Get involved. I would say in South Carolina, and actually with all my virtual things too, one of my ending messages to the teams that I'm talking to is, please stay involved. You don't realize how much this is preparing you for the future. And I know it's been hard and I know it hasn't been as fulfilling as you're used to, but please stay involved. This will eventually pass. Well, 
Kim Shoemaker, thank you so much for your time. It has been interesting to learn about the robotics program from the inside. And I mean, I sort of think of it as an, an on-ramp to Kettering and an on-ramp into the working world and great preparation. So thank you for your time. I appreciate having you here on Horsepower to Hyperloops. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Join us again to hear Kettering University's podcast, Horsepower to Hyperloops, available from wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.